Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Talk Healthy to Me. I am your host, Brindley Joyner, and if you're new here, I kind of just talk about all things health and wellness becoming the best version of yourself, practicing balance, um, living in healthy relationships, all things fitness and nutrition, just really anything that is on my mind or on my heart to talk about in the health and wellness space. So today's episode, I'm having on one of my friends that I am so excited to one, just catch up with, but two, have you guys be able to sit in and listen and learn from her. Today, we're having on the lovely Caitlin Nolan as a guest. She is a certified personal trainer. She lives in California. We have been friends over social media for honestly probably like two years now but we finally got to meet in person a little bit ago I was on her podcast recently and now I finally get to have her on mine I was really drawn to Caitlin's content in the first place because it's beautiful and it's aesthetic and it's fun and it makes you feel good about yourself but it's also very relatable she keeps it really real she shares all things about balance in the fitness and wellness space and she gives all the tips and tricks and personal experiences of living a life just of balance. Today, we're gonna talk all things about morning routines, how to stay motivated. We're gonna talk about her mindset on balance and how to start living a more balanced life. We're gonna talk about her move from Arizona to California and how that's been for her. This conversation was really just so beautiful with this friend and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So without further ado, we're gonna bring on Miss Caitlin. Welcome, Caitlin Nolan, to the Talk Healthy to Me podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. It seems like the last time we talked was actually on your podcast, which is way too long ago. So I'm so pumped to chit chat and just catch up on here and let everybody hear in on the conversation. I know. I was so excited when you texted me because I was like, I just want to chat with you. Like, I'm like, this is just us honestly on FaceTime. So I'm so excited. Thank no, you for it is. Me on. It is. It's fun because Caitlin and I, I feel like we keep up with each other pretty well on social media, just seeing content, but it's so different when you can just sit down for 30 minutes, an hour, and actually like really chit chat and hear about each other's life. So I'm pumped. Um, I know that you guys already heard a little recap of who Caitlin is, but I want her to have a chance to just introduce herself, who she is, where she lives, her age, all of that. So Caitlin, you can go ahead and just give them a little intro of who you are. Okay. I feel like I'm so bad at this, but we're going to try. <laughs> it's always so hard. I know. So I'm Caitlin. I live in Arizona or I live in California. I'm from <laughs> Arizona. I'm 23 and I'm a certified personal trainer. I started on social media just to share my fitness journey. And now being a CPT, I think it's really great that I can get information out there. And honestly, I feel like the best way to do that is by showing. So that's why I've just shared my life as much as I could on YouTube, on TikTok, everything. So that's how I kind of got started on social media. And my goal is just to create a really safe space for everybody. I really care about balance and I'm really passionate about fitness and wellness and again, balance too. So that's just kind of a little bit about me and what I share on my pages. And yeah, yeah, that's kind of roundup. I have a dog. I got a dog at the same time Brunley did. Yes, and he's so cute. They still have not met yet, so we definitely need to get them together soon for that. But yeah, also Caitlin has a podcast, so I'm sure if you have been listening to this podcast, maybe you heard the one where I was on hers. What was that like a month? Maybe two months ago? It was yeah, quite a bit. It ago. wasn't that long. 
Yeah, but her podcast is super awesome. And I know at the end of the episode, we'll have her link all of her socials, but definitely more than anything, like go listen to that because I really do, Caitlin, listen all the time. I love your podcast. It's so good. It's all things health, wellness, balance, just like lifestyle and living as the best version of you. So if you like this podcast, I know you'll like hers as well. I was going to say, we're so similar. And I feel like that's why I keep up with your content so much on just everything because I always am like, what did Brinley say? Like, what is <laughs> what is Brinley doing today? Because I just feel like we're like so similar. Yes. And that's why I'm always like, you need to come to California. You need to come. I know. And it's so nice to have a friend that kind of has like the dog and the boy in the life and like the house and like just being able to relate on all these things that a lot of other friends in my life like aren't in those stages yet. And it's so nice to be able to relate to your content in that way too. Having a dog really like makes you bond with anybody else who has a dog because it's like dog moms just know. <laughs> if you know, yeah. you know. I feel like it completely changed my life. It made me more mature, more structured, more productive. Like seriously, it's very teaching. Um, Okay, so Caitlin, I usually on my podcast, I usually like to have a little icebreaker whenever it's Lucas and I will maybe talk about highs and lows or something fun to just like get the conversation started. But with you, I wanted to do something different. And I asked my people on Instagram on my store yesterday, I told them I was having you on and I said, if there's one thing you want me to ask Caitlin, what is it? And we got a ton of awesome questions. I wish I could go through all of them, but there's one that really stood out to me. So I'm going to ask you that as you're like little rapid fire intro question and then we'll get into it that question and it's by Aaron shout out Aaron um how can you create more positive conversations with friends and I just want to say I chose this one because I feel like you're a really positive person and I know we've only met once which is crazy like in person but just from our conversations then I know that you're the type of person that doesn't allow like negativity or gossip to come into conversations. And I know just like from your content and the heart that I see you have behind your content, you're probably someone who is always trying to keep the conversation positive and uplifting. So I want to hear your advice. I'll read it one more time. How can you create more positive conversations with friends? Okay. That I'm literally about to start crying right now and I (laughs) am not a crier. So thank you. That meant a lot. But I would honestly say when you're chatting with someone that maybe you don't know and you like just got coffee or you met somebody out at a workout class, I try because I also, if you guys are just now hearing me, hearing me, listening to me, (laughs) I just moved to a different state too. So I definitely have been making a huge effort to connect with people and chat with people at workout classes and cafes. And honestly, I feel like when you find that middle ground where you guys relate to something, it can be the coffee shop you're at, the workout class. I feel like when you start talking about what you're passionate about with someone. So if it is at spin and I run into someone and I'm like, oh, do you come here a lot? What got you in a spin? When you start talking about things that really do matter. I feel like it doesn't even let room for all that negative stuff to come in. And I also think that we attract like what we put out there. So if you're showing that in a conversation, that's kind of what you're going to get back and it doesn't allow it to come in in a negative way. And I think too, like the more you just put yourself out there and do the things that you love, like going to coffee shops or going to the library, whatever it is, then you're going to start gravitating towards those people that are very similar to you and just be patient because I know it's so frustrating when you feel like you aren't surrounded by all the people that you want to. Like Maybe you follow people online that seems like their friend group is what you're striving for and it can be really frustrating. But honestly, my best advice is just be patient and be you 
and it will come because you can't miss what is meant for you. And that's my favorite quote right now. So I love that. That's what I would say. That's such a solid answer. All of that is so true. And I totally agree with that. I think I like what you said of like, you attract kind of what you're embodying yourself. And I think that's so true because thinking in all my own life, I know when I was like years and years ago, when I was in a season of like allowing gossip and negative talk and stuff into conversations, it seemed to come so naturally to me. Like friends would bring it up and I would just feed into it and whatever. And it would just kind of happen without even thinking about it. But I feel like now the person that I am now years later and after I've done a lot of self-work, I feel like I don't even struggle with that because it never comes up in conversation. It's almost like people can feel your energy and your presence just from being around you and they know like from the get-go like this isn't someone who wants to sit here and slander someone or gossip or like talk anything negative this is someone that I just want to talk about what I'm passionate with or what I'm passionate about with and stuff like you said so I think that's spot on I love that you brought up to that like maybe in the past you felt like you did that too because I think when you're on a podcast and you're giving advice it makes you the listener feel like oh this girl's perfect and she obviously has it all figured out this and that whatever that the topic is and I think it's very normal. Like we all have made mistakes. And again, like it can be hard if it does come up in conversation. But I think if you just keep saying true to what you want and true to who you are, then slowly you will start to look back and be like, oh, all of my conversations are positive. And now I'm reaching the point that I want to be at. So it's a journey like anything else. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can relate to this too. Just being like talking on podcasts and just doing social media in general, I feel like everything we have advice for is stuff that we've kind of walked through ourselves. So I like what you said on that. Like anything that we're giving advice or talking about, it's most likely because we have personal experience with it and we've grown from that too. So I love that point. Yeah. Okay. I want to get into your morning routine. This is like the number one thing I've been dying to ask you because I know I've seen like a little bit of your morning routine here and there on blogs, but I'm just obsessed with hearing people's routines because I think routines, it shows all their little habits and your little habits build your life and your little habits also like show what you care about and what really is like what means a lot to you based off your little habits throughout the day. So first, we're going to get into your night routine like later, but first I want to hear your morning routine and I want you to go in depth. So like, don't hold back. I want to hear what time you wake up. I want to hear maybe products you use, like all the things. Just go in depth for me. I love this question because I love my mornings. I actually am not a morning person, so we'll start there because I definitely stay up a little bit later than I would like to. It's just natural for me, no matter what time I wake up, no matter if I don't drink caffeine, all of that. So I try to wake up early, but if I open my eyes at my alarm clock, which does usually go off at 7.30, we have the hatch alarm, which I definitely recommend because it's a slow wake up, which I like. But if I feel like I need to go back to sleep, I'll go back to sleep. And I'm grateful that my job most of the time allows that. But I do really try and aim for enough sleep because sleep is so important to so many different aspects, especially since I really do love fitness and I am working out a lot. I need to have that recovery time and the beauty sleep. So I will sleep in if I need to, but usually I'll wake up around like 7.30, get up around 8. And I'm the type of person that crawls out of bed to coffee. I need coffee. And I'm trying to kind of habit stack. If you've never heard of habit stacking, it's where you take something that you kind of already do and add something to it. And it kind of reminds you, oh, yeah, I remember I set the goal that I want to drink water with my coffee. So that's what I've been doing, trying to stay hydrated first thing in the morning. And we actually just moved 
a week ago. So this is kind of newer, which I'm happy you're asking me now because to be honest, the past couple of months I have slacked in a routine, which is fine. That's totally normal, but I do thrive off of routine. And I don't even like the way that I just said slack because it's, you know, it's life. Mm -hmm. It happens. But I am really making an effort right now to kind of stick to the things that I know make me feel good just because it does make me feel good. And I also think it's important to know that, you know, one thing that works for you won't work for me. And the specifics, it's hard because everybody's so different. But I try to get sun in the morning right now. So I'll go in our backyard with my dog, play with her, make sure her endorphins are going, make sure mine are. And I've actually been going on like a little walk in the morning too, like a walk run and Mm -hmm. just get movement, get sunshine. I have not been listening to a podcast or music. Like I just go and it's all about nature and just kind of starting the morning slow without adding social media or just like a lot of noise, which actually I started doing because of your episode with me on my podcast. We talked about how we liked doing that and I've been trying to do that a lot more. So that's what I've been doing. And then I'll come home kind of do my skincare, get out of like PJ type of vibe. Like I'll probably already be in a workout set, but I try not to like stay in the same thing that I slept in. And then that's usually when I start work. So I'll start work probably like an hour after I wake up, but I like to have that time to kind of ease into the day. And I just find that it helps my stress and it's just like my me time. Whereas my nighttime routine, I feel like I need more structure there but I'm just more structured in the morning because I just kind of wake up and I'm like all right let's get after the day yeah so I love that I'm curious what how do you make your coffee what's the what's the rundown of that it depends so there's two ways if I have a hot coffee like a Keurig cup of coffee I just like to add whole milk in it and have it kind of creamy and then if I do a latte with my like shots of Nespresso which I love the Chiaro one it's a double shot I'm probably saying that wrong. Chiaro, I think it is. (laughs) I say them all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I actually do a very specific recipe for lattes. I do Mm. half oat milk and half almond milk because it adds just a really good flavor. You just have to trust me. It it tastes different if it's not half and half. And then I add maple syrup. I love a maple syrup latte. Sometimes cinnamon if I'm feeling extra. But yeah, that's my go-to. Those are my two coffees. You're going to have to text me that after so I can try it because I'm definitely going to forget by the end of the episode, but that sounds amazing. I always (laughs) resort to honey. I haven't really thought to put maple syrup in it, so I got to try that. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like you're either a honey girl or a maple syrup girl. Yeah. I don't love honey, so I do maple syrup, but you'll like it. Gotcha. Um, One more question I have about your morning routine, and it's okay to say I don't know because maybe you don't, but I feel like you know a little bit more about maybe skincare than I do because I'm like ground zero on it. Do you think it's good to wash your face in the morning? I've heard so many opinions back and forth of like, don't overwash it if you're going to wash it at night or just rinse it with water. What do you think? And like, what do you do personally with that? So personally for me, because I tend to work out in the morning or I'll go on that walk run so I sweat, that's when I like to wash my face. If I wake up and I wash my face, I feel like I'm going to be overwashing it if I then go work out, come home, wash my face, take a shower later, wash my face. And I have combination skin, so it tends to be a little bit more dry. So I don't feel like I need to wash it first thing in the morning. It's not like I feel like it has buildup or anything. I also pay attention to like cleaning my pillows a lot, cleaning my Mm. blankets on my bed, because then when I wake up, I feel like it, I already feel clean and then I'll wait until I work out. And that's same for all of my products too. That's why 
I don't do skincare and stuff right when I wake up. I tend to do it when I get home from my walk or if I go work out in the morning just because I don't want to sweat with all the product on. And I also don't want to waste product because I know I'm going to wash my face after working out. Smart. I love that. That's pretty much what I do too. But I I got into this habit of just washing my face like multiple times a day for some reason. It'd be in the morning and then I would work out and do it after I work out and then before bed. And I was thinking, wow, I am washing three times a day. Like this probably isn't that healthy for my natural oils and everything on my face. So I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. But I'm definitely not a like esthetician. I'm not sure what works. I just know for me and my skin sense, it tends to be more dry. It like I can I can feel it be more dry if I keep washing and washing and washing. But if it works for you, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I love your morning routine. I want to hear a little bit a little bit about your night routine now. So any specific things that you look forward to or things that you try to do to just set you up for a restful night of sleep and the best sleep possible. So for me, I kind of mentioned it before, nights are not structured for me and I've gone back and forth and kind of wanting to have that structure at night. But I feel like for me, it actually works really well to just have zero structure because I am very structured during the day, especially with my work. I do full-time content creation, so I'm my own boss and I like to be very scheduled and fill up my day too. So I feel like by the end of the day, when it hits 5 or 6 p.m. and it's time to make dinner, time to hang out with Hunter and Coco, I kind of just want it to be that. And I don't want to think anymore. I'm usually extremely decision fatigued at that point, especially if I record or, you know, all this that goes on throughout the day. So I really like to shut my brain off at night. I am a TV girl, like YouTube girl. So I always watch something at night. I like to cook dinner. So I guess that's part of my night routine. And I also like to stay hydrated. That's pretty much all I've been doing right now. And I like it because I also think it helps me wind down to have that kind of peaceful night routine where I'm not doing a bunch. But I will say that one thing I love to add that I don't do all the time, but reading at night really does help me fall asleep. And I do struggle falling asleep a lot. So that's the one thing that I try to do. But I probably would say I do that like two times a week. Yeah. Most of the time I fall asleep to TV. (laughs) I feel that too. I'm the same way. Once I, I would say for me, it's around like six, seven after sunset. It's like the workday is over and my my mind has been consumed with so much go, go, go all day that I like to say I get zoomies just like Ziggy does. <laughs> like I'm sure you experience Coco zoomies. Oh, I yeah. like get in this like silly, goofy mood of workday's over and it's just like I get this little nighttime personality and it only lasts for like 30 minutes, but I feel like it's just my body releasing like, okay, you're done with the seriousness, like have fun, relax, all of that stuff. So I'd say I'm pretty similar to you in the fact that I don't have a lot of structure. The only thing for me is I do try to read just like a couple pages. Sometimes I'll be honest, I can't even get past like five to 10 pages of a book, which is not much at all, like for me, for what I would usually read in the morning or something. But I do think it calms down my nervous system a little bit and just, I don't know, winds me down in a way. So I try to do that. That would be like my number one thing. And then I drink my hot cocoa, of course, too, before bed. That's a fun little like treat I look forward to. But that's about it for my for my night routine. Um, Would you say that you fall asleep early at night or do you kind of stay up late? 
Yeah, I'm kind of a grandma right now. I go through different seasons here and there. Like sometimes I'll have a month where I'm very social and there's fun events going on and there's plans. And of course, moving into the summertime with the sunset being later, I feel like lately I've been staying up a little bit later than usual, but I would say 9.30 rolls around and I'm like ready to peace out. Like oh I, I love being a grandma sometimes <laughs> because I love waking up early and I really have been trying to prioritize about eight hours of sleep because I never used to do that in my past and I've just noticed such a difference of your quality of life throughout the day the next morning. Like it makes such a difference to wake up feeling truly refreshed versus feeling like, oh, I got to pull myself together to get into this day. Like I just know the outcome of that. So I I try to get to bed pretty early with that. Yeah. I but, definitely notice a difference when I stay up late. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk to you about something. This was actually a question I got a lot for you in that Instagram story. And it's a lot of people asking questions about motivation and like getting yourself motivated when you don't feel like it. And just a lot of questions to do with that. So I want to ask you personally, what do you do on the days that you wake up and you don't feel motivated at all? You just feel like being lazy and you don't want to do the workout or the work or you know, cook a healthy meal, whatever it is for you that you know you usually would do and you don't feel like doing. How do you get yourself to be motivated to do that? I have two parts to this answer. The first thing I'll say is I have so many lazy days. I have so many days where I wake up and I truly need rest. And I know it's really hard to figure out, oh, well, what does it mean when you need rest? And what does it mean when you're actually just being lazy? And I think the word lazy just kind of has this negative vibe to it when it's really not a negative thing. It's just kind of a human thing. And there's so many days and a lot of the time too, there's a lot of days where halfway through the day, maybe I was productive in the morning and then I kind of turn the other way and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. And then I lay in bed all day. So I just want to say that because sometimes on social media, it seems like, oh my gosh, this person's doing this and this yeah. and this. But so that's the first thing is that it's okay to have those days. But if you are in that mindset where you do have a lot of goals that you're wanting to reach, whether that be your career goals or fitness goals, and you really do need help what to do in those moments where you want to be motivated, because it can be frustrating when you want something and your body's not cooperating. I would say to learn, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but for me, I am a science person. I want to know when something is information-based. So for me, say for fitness, I like to know that what I'm doing is working or healthy for me. So for example, say a workout routine, knowing that I have goals where I want to be stronger or I want to have more strength in the gym, more endurance, knowing that what I'm doing is actually aiming for a goal and it's a process and it's actually quote unquote working for me, that is helpful for me on the days where I'm like, oh, well, I don't even want to go. And also knowing that these things are benefiting my health. And a lot of what I do for fitness and wellness is just because I want to one, be preventative. I want to live a long, healthy, happy life. I do it for my mental health and I do it for just feeling good. And knowing the why behind that and why it actually is helping me helps me in the days where I don't feel the best. And a lot of the time for me, it's kind of like that rut feeling of like, oh, I'm just in a bad mood. So knowing if you go, it actually is going to help your mood. So I kind of run back to like learning more about whatever it is that you're going through in that moment of what you're trying to get motivated for. So I love that. That's, 
That is so good because it's kind of like concrete knowledge in your head. Like you said, you know that you're actually working towards a specific goal and the input that you're putting in is going to affect that output in a positive way. So I think that's really helpful to think about because if you're just blindly going through it and you don't understand the science behind a workout or the science behind a healthy meal and what it actually does for you, it can feel like you're kind of what's the what's the term a turtle with its head cut off just like running around blindly and not really knowing what the outcome will be but if you take the time to learn about the workout and the meal and all of that and what it does for your body and mind then i feel like that's something you can hold on to on those days where you just like aren't feeling it i also yeah. like i also love what you said about um if you wake up and you're like, um, I really want to do this. And I set this goal at the beginning of the week and I want to stick to it. But today I'm just like lazy. I think that's different than if you wake up and you're like, my body needs rest. Like my body's telling me that I need to chill. I think those are two very different things. And for whoever's listening, like I know Caitlin said, she takes rest days all the time. And so do I. And I think that's so important for you to not burn out. And I think it's necessary so that you can succeed and you can keep growing forward towards your goals. Because if you push yourself too hard and you don't give into those days where your body is really telling you you need rest, you're eventually going to get to a point of burnout. And that's going to possibly cause you to take multiple steps backwards to where you're kind of behind the line of where you started in the first place. So it's like recognizing the difference of like, I'm lazy and I don't feel like doing this, but I probably should pull myself together and just go do the thing that I told myself I was going to do versus oh, my body's telling me right now and signaling that I need to rest. Like learning the difference between those and really just trusting your body and your intuition when that does happen. Yeah. I feel like when you start really, really listening to your body, and I know that you talk a lot about this too, so I'm sure you agree, you start to kind of learn yourself and you'll know the fine line between am I pushing myself or am I motivating myself? Because at the end of the day, there is going to be a lot of days that maybe we are just being lazy and that's totally fine. Like not every single day is going to be this perfect train of getting to your goal. You know, that's just not life. So at the end yeah. of the day, I feel like what I struggled with the most just in my fitness journey and my career and all of that is just being hard on myself. So I feel like having the mindset of even if I didn't get to what I wanted to do, even if I did take two steps back, I'm okay because I can go forward from here. So also just having that mindset of it doesn't need to be perfect. We're good. Just be, just trust that you will get to where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. You got to be on your own team. I think that's super important too. Um, I want to give the listeners like some tangible steps for those days when we're like, okay, I'm just feeling a little bit lazy, but I do know deep down that I want to like push myself and get to the gym today or push myself and do this thing. I want us to give them some very like small, simple tips of tangible things they can do. So I know one example for me is, and as silly as it may sound, putting on a workout outfit that I feel confident in really helps me. And even if I just put it on right when I wake up in the morning, if I know I'm having like a unmotivated type of mood. If I put it on, it instantly kicks something into my mind of like, okay, we got the set on. I feel comfortable. I feel confident. I'm one step closer to getting myself to do that thing. So do you have any of those that you can do that like help you to just get that extra step forward? Yeah. So I instantly thought of habit stacking when you said this, because 
When I go to the gym, I work out outside of my house. So I will stop at Starbucks. I'll get a little coffee as my pre-workout. I'll go to the gym. I'll stretch. And then I get into my workout. So that's kind of sticking a few habits on top of each other. And yeah. even if going through the Starbucks drive through before workout sounds silly to someone and basic to someone, that's fine. But for me, it actually makes me happy and I look forward to it. So instead of laying in bed in the morning thinking, oh, I have to get up and I have to go to the gym. For some reason in my head, even being a personal trainer, it's intimidating to me. And it's like this huge hurdle you have to get out of. You go from laying down to having to go jump and sweat at a gym. So for me, it's more realistic to think, okay, I'm going to get up and go get a coffee. And Mm. then once I get that coffee, I, in my head, I know, oh, okay, now it's time to go to the gym and I'm going to stretch. And it's almost like easing my way into it by using little things that are the process that I like to take because it's going to be different. Maybe somebody wants to walk to the gym or you want to stretch at your house and then go, you know, it's going to be different, but kind of sticking those little processes onto each other that is going to lead you to whatever it is that you want to do. If it's the gym, if it's going on a walk, getting I love that. after your career, whatever it is. Yeah. I love that so much. It's almost like you're creating this whole experience around the act of actually getting to the gym. And it's kind of like taking yourself on a little date, like the way you just described it. I love that because if you e- even if the thought of the actual gym is just like not it for you that day, at least you have a couple other things in that experience that you're like, oh, I want the coffee. I want the drive with the music. I want the cute outfit on so I can handle the gym. And even if it, you can look forward to it, few things. I think if you can just make that experience fun, like you're talking about, that will help a lot. I love that. Um, I'm romanticizing your life. Yes. Romanticizing your gym experience. We love that. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more off the top of my head. Um, I think music is a big thing. I think music always motivates me. I have a go-to playlist that I'll just click on and it does the trick every time, just listening to a couple of songs. I also think, oh, this is a big one for me. It's that I'll tell myself if I'm just feeling a little bit lazy or a little bit like, eh, I'll try to go and I'll just do something that feels good for like 10 minutes. And if I'm not feeling it, I can leave. But if I am feeling it and it kicks in and my motivation kind of happens in that initial action, then I'll keep going. And I like kind of leave it up to myself once I get there. So for instance, going and walking on the treadmill for 10 minutes, sometimes just that little sweat that I get from the treadmill excites me for the rest of the workout. And then I end up having an incredible workout and I'm really grateful that I went. So I think you can play it by ear with yourself too. You can just go and try. And if it doesn't work out, go home. But if it does, like awesome. So I think- I think too, you guys will surprise yourself with how much you can actually get done. Because I think just when the initial- step that you take, the first step is always the hardest thing. Cause I'm the same way. I will not be feeling a workout at all. And I'm just like, let me go, let me get there. And then I leave and I'm like, wow, I did not expect that workout to come out of that day because this morning I felt like I was not even going to make it to my coffee. So I totally relate to that too. Just getting there, making that first step and then let whatever else happens, happens. Yeah, absolutely. I had one thing, a a little moment the other day when I really wanted to do the workout that I had planned and I also had to record for my app. So I was like, I have to do this. And I got there and 20 minutes later, I was just feeling terrible. Like my head hurt, my whole body ached. And I was like, I'm not going to push myself. Like I talk about balance on YouTube and everything. So why can't I let that happen for myself right here? So I decided to stop in the middle of my workout and just go sit in the sauna 
and I ended up sitting in the sauna for about an hour. And I just had this realization, like I really need to listen to my own advice sometimes because this is what I tell people to do, but how often do I actually take my own advice? And in that moment in the sauna, I was like, this is where I need to be. I don't need to be in the workout. I feel so much better. I have more energy from sitting here. I feel refreshed and renewed. And now I can actually go take on the things that I need to take on in the day where if I would have just pushed myself through the workout and been like really mad after and not feeling good, I would have gone into the rest of the day in a really bad mood. So I think just listening to yourself and truly feeling out like what does my body need and what is it telling me and just really trying to be in tune with your body's cues is always the best option. I love that because I think it's hard to, for you, you mix something you're passionate with with your business and I do that too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really hard when you are so passionate about something, which is also work for you. You have to kind of think, okay, what is my mind telling me versus what is the passion telling me? Because sometimes we get so inspired and we get so motivated through the community that we have that we're like, I want to show up. I want to show up. I want to show up. But it's so easy, not only just for us, but for everybody to focus on uh, everyone else's needs before your own. So it's like, you have to just take a second and think, okay, what do I need? And then what does everybody else need? You have to help yourself first and then help everybody else. Exactly. I love that. Okay. I want to, I guess this kind of transition transitions into the next thing I want to ask you. And it's about balance. So we're talking about balance right now at the end of that point. But I want to ask you, have you always had this mindset of balance? And have you always been able to have balance in your fitness routine or in your nutrition routine? Or was there a time when maybe you were a little more strict with yourself or not so balanced where you had to transition into a more balanced lifestyle? I would say I definitely struggled with balance, especially when I first got into wellness. And I've always said it's because I was so passionate about it. Like mentally, I wanted what was best for me. I just didn't know. And this is why I always, always start the first conversation I have with someone when they're like, oh, I really want to start a wellness journey. For example, my mom, she comes to me and she's like, I really want to get healthy. I want her to do research and I want her to learn what is good for the body because it's hard when there's so much information out there and you want to do what's best for you. You obviously want to reach your goals. So I have now transitioned into one, learning about things and two, making sure that everything that I'm doing is out of love for my body. You can't hate your lifestyle to your goals because if you have to hate the lifestyle that you're doing to reach the goal, then that's not the right goal for you. And yeah. that's not my words. That's actually Natasha Ocean, Ocean on YouTube. She oh, said that a long yes. time ago. And I it stuck with me so much because it is true now. I just love everything that I do. If there's something that I do in my life that I don't love, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I think when I first started out, it was just kind of like, I need to do this, this, and this. And I was just listening to every information that I thought was right. And yes, my intentions were pure, but looking back now, especially with the certifications that I have knowing that, okay, this was not enough recovery time. This wasn't needed. I definitely think that there's a huge difference now between when I first started and yeah, it just comes from learning. And I'd say that following people who are maybe dietitians online or asking your doctor questions, getting a personal trainer at the gym or going to workout classes. And there's also a lot of information online to that is free. So just making an effort to learn more has helped me realize how important balance is. So once you know it's important, it's more motivating to add it into my life. Yeah, 
That's so true. I love that. Do you think that since you've become a personal trainer and you're posting more of your workouts in that side of you, do you think you have more of a pressure to appear perfect in the fitness space on social media? Or has it been an easy, has it been easy for you to show all parts of your life in terms of like having balance in your days and everything? I like that question because I've never thought about it before. So I'm going to assume that means that I haven't struggled with it because for me with social media, I feel like for it to be healthy for me because I do share so much of my life and I vlog a lot and I'm posting and it's a lot of other people kind of watching. It's hard for me not to get in my head of what does this look like to other people? What does this make this seem like? And I think at the end of the day, I can't be strategic about what I'm posting because I'll never show the entire story because I can't. It's not healthy for me to show every little thing I'm doing. And I have said this before, but unfortunately, the things that I feel like maybe might show the balance a little bit more in my life, I tend to not post because I'm like, oh, I'm going out with my friends and there are people maybe from high school that flew into California or something. I don't want to be on my phone. And you know what I mean? So I think letting go of the idea of I need it to portray everything that's really happening in my life on my social medias. I've let that go and it's helped me just kind of be me. And maybe that means I don't grow as fast or maybe that means I am not considered a fitness influencer because I'm sharing everything. That's okay with me because I feel like that's what's true to me. Yeah. I think you do a really good job of it. Like when I see your profile, I am motivated, but I also don't put you up on this pedestal of like, you're perfect and you don't do anything like in quotes wrong in the fitness or wellness space because you do keep it so real and you're able to be relatable, but still share like very valuable, helpful content in the fitness and wellness space. So I think you do a really, really good job of showing like both sides of, you know, balance and everything. Yeah. I, I think for me, I have noticed like there's been specific instances where I preach I'm trying to be the healthiest version of myself. And for me, when I say that, you could take that any way. Like people that hear that from me could take it like she's trying to be perfect on all levels or they could take it and say she's trying to be balanced completely and that's the healthiest version of her. So I think just like knowing that everybody can perceive things you say differently is kind of scary sometimes with a platform. And then also when I say that, and then maybe I post Chick-fil-A someday or like something fun that I like to treat myself with, I'll get comments or replies that say like, oh, this has seed oil, this has blah, 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 this has this. And it's like you preach true health and wellness and becoming the best version of yourself, then why are you doing X, Y, Z? And it's really frustrating sometimes because it's like, yes, I do want to be you know, healthy from the inside out. And I do want to share that and motivate others. But at the same time, like having all the opinions from just being on a platform and having all the opinions come at you from like simple things that can be taken out of context can be really hard sometimes. So I guess I just, yeah, yeah, I wanted to know if you kind of had any of that too, or if you just didn't really feel the pressure of that. I mean, I definitely have in the past, I, which is why now I have to be very careful of getting in my head about things. So I totally relate to you. And just as your friend and somebody that does exactly what you do online, it's okay to sometimes not go on your DMs and it's okay to sometimes not reply to a comment like that if it does affect you. And also it's okay if you want to filter your comments or whatever it is, because at the end of the day, this is your life and your career and you don't owe all of it to anybody. And same with 
everybody listening here with whatever it relates to. You just need to do whatever is going to make you happy and put yourself first because I mean, I've definitely struggled with very similar things that you were just saying too. So yeah, I totally relate to you and you just got to put yourself first. That's so encouraging. (laughs) I mean, I know that in my head, but it's so nice to have a friend that understands like speak that over me. So thank you so much. It's a good reminder all the time. I'm definitely, I'm trying to work on it and I am working on it, but I'm definitely a people pleaser at heart. So like any little comment sometimes can be like, oh, a little jab in the heart, but yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, okay. I have one more big topic I want to ask you, and I know we're kind of already going over time, but I just love talking to you. So I'm going to try to squeeze this one in here. I want to hear about your move from Arizona to California. And I want to hear about like what inspired you to make that move. And also once you made that move, I know you do miss home sometimes. I've heard like you've told me that. So what do you do when you are missing home? How do you cope with that? And how do you stay present um, in California where you are now? Sorry, that's a loaded question. I guess start with... I love it. I guess start with why Why? you made the move. Yeah. So for the reason why we chose California is because it's very beautiful to us. That's pretty much the simple answer. We love the beach. We vacationed here all the time. We have some family in Laguna Beach. So we would vacation and we'd kind of look at different apartments and stuff. And my boyfriend graduated ASU and we're like, pretty much we both work from home. We work on a computer. Let's just go for it. And this is not my personality. I'm not someone who takes risks, to be honest. And I am a very comfort person. I like to stay in my comfort zone. I've never moved away from my hometown. I lived with roommates for one year and then I always lived with my family. So not only am I very much a family person, but I also don't take risks. So I don't know what happened to me that (laughs) month where we decided to move, but it happened very fast, which I feel like it kind of needed to, or I would have overthought it. But we found a place, ended up working out. Everything was aligning. I feel like I had a lot of friends here already because of social media. So that was comforting. And I know it can be really hard moving to a place you don't know anybody. But even now, just being here for the past year, I know that it was probably one of the hardest years of my life because I was away from family. And I was really torn even this past month of, should we go back to Arizona or should we move to this new house in a different area? Because I love my family and it's been so hard. I've had so many weeks where I had homesickness and FOMO with my friends from home. But I feel like it has made me grow so much as a person to be forced to be on my own because even with our dog, if Hunter and I wanted to go on a date night, my parents were right there to watch our dog. Or if we wanted to take a little trip, our parents were right there. And I think it's forced us to just be more independent, which is what I really needed because I never had that. And I can admit that I'm not an independent (laughs) girly, but (laughs) I'm trying to be. So I would say that it's been a struggle, but it's one of the biggest struggles that's made me who I am right now. I feel extremely more mature, even in just one year. And then I would say if you have moved my tip of just staying positive is to get yourself out there, surround yourself with what you would surround yourself with at home. I pretty much stayed or kept my same routine, like going to my spin classes from home, but I just have a new spin studio. I have new coaches and it has that feeling of hominess because I kept those same things I love doing back at home, but it's a little twist now. And also just trying new things. Like I was never a beach girl. Now I mean, I haven't gone in the ocean, but <laughs> I go to the beach. We're I don't want to admit there. that to Brindley, but um, yeah. hey, that water so is just cold out there. 
Cal- really I don't is. blame you. I think I got in the ocean when I lived in LA. I think I got in the ocean once the whole year I lived there. It's different. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. But I love that. I know if maybe some people can relate that are listening that you are thinking about moving or maybe you already did move and it's scary the first couple times. It's hard for me to relate because I grew up moving every two years. But being married to Lucas now, he lived in one place his entire life. So I've had to learn to listen and really try to empathize with that feeling of like being out of your comfort zone, missing home, um, getting used to a new place and all of that. So yeah, if that's you right now and you have moved or you're thinking about moving, I know personally like listening to Lucas and then also hearing from myself and it seems like Caitlin too, it sometimes can be the best decision of your life because pushing yourself out of your comfort zone can just open so many opportunities for like evolving into a new person. You you truly won't understand like how much you can grow and how high your potential is in a new place until you just put yourself out there and get out there. And I think taking that chance can be so scary, but so rewarding too. Um, so yeah, I want to encourage anybody that's like thinking about moving or maybe thinking about taking the first step or something to like try it out. And I also think the coolest thing about it is know in the back of your head, you can always go back. Like it's not permanent. I think we're conditioned to think that making a big move is so permanent and it's like, you can't go back. It's one way and it's this way forever. But like you can move somewhere for three months and then you can decide, nope, I like it at home better and you can move back. So I think just any little um, inclination you have to get out of your comfort zone and try something new, it's like so smart to do that and so smart to just experience newness in a different place. Yeah. Having more challenges in your life will always teach you lessons. And I feel like when you learn lessons, that's how you grow as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay. I always leave my listeners with a little challenge that they can take into the week after they listen to this. And I want to give that responsibility to you today to give us a little challenge. So this is always a challenge that I actually want for myself too. So if you could leave us with a challenge that is for me, for you, and for the listeners, something we can all work on together to take into this week, what would it be? Okay. I'll do one that I constantly am challenging myself to do because I know it's good for me. And that is staying off of social media specifically. Either we could do both morning and night, like maybe 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. Not your phone because, I mean, we like to see if our family texted us and stuff in the morning. But just social media specifically. I feel like scrolling can... Maybe because I do it as a job, it can be stressful or it can be putting you in a comparison state. And I think it's just better for me, at least, to just kind of stay off of it for a little bit. So morning, night, 30 minutes, no social media. I love that. I definitely need that challenge in my life. So I'm excited to take that on with you and the rest of the listeners. So, Caitlin, before we sign off here, I want you to link all of your socials. I'll, of course, have them linked in um, the description of this podcast if you want to go follow her and check out her content. But just give us a little rundown of your podcast name and where you would want people to follow you and see your content. My podcast is called Not Your Typical with Caitlin Nolan. My name is spelled K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-N. That's a tricky one. And my username is just my first and last name with an extra N at the end on all other platforms. And then I also post on YouTube every single week too, if you want to watch some vlogs, but seriously, thank you so much for having me. I feel like your podcast, I'm so happy that you started it because when we recorded, you hadn't yet. And I was like, Brinley, you need to start one because I just feel like you 
just give the best advice and it's very genuine. Mm-hmm. You can just tell how like authentic you are and you just have really great advice because you're very mature and I feel like this is just great that wow. you have this and this Thank is going to so be much. the best thing. That means so much coming from you. I think the exact same of you and you're one of the friends that I genuinely consume all of your content. I think as content creators, it's like we don't have a lot of time to consume content because we're so busy creating it. But you're one of those people that I'm always like, yep, Caitlin Nolan, put it on. Even if I'm doing dishes, like I'm going to listen to her. (laughs) So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I've loved this conversation. And you guys make sure you go follow Caitlin on Instagram and YouTube and all the things. You will love her content just as much. So we'll see you later, Caitlin. Bye. Bye. Wow, what an incredible conversation that was with Caitlin. I'm really grateful she came on and gave me her time and we were able to catch up and chit chat on here. I hope you guys took away some really awesome points, some tips and tricks and things that you can implement into your own life going forward. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who is still leaving reviews and sending really sweet DMs about what you're learning from this podcast and what stuck out to you and sharing it on your story and just all the things. The support is so overwhelming in the best way and And yeah, I just find myself smiling so cheesy on my phone throughout the day anytime I see something like that. So big thank you to all of you. Last thing, as always, I want to leave you guys with a little code for Kaizos Coco. We also have collagen launching very, very soon. So we're excited for that. And we just started an ambassador program. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out our Instagram. It's just K-A-I-Z-O-S. It is our supplement company and our online community. We'd love to have you be a part of it. But if you want to check out any of the products, we do have a code just for the podcast and that is healthy25. That link will also be in the description if you forget that or if you need to look back, it'll be in the description of the podcast. Thank you again so much for being here for another episode and we'll see you next Monday. Much love you guys.